well tried great effort wow that was good enough do you know what these words really mean it means that you missed the mark and it's unacceptable achieving 99% of your target still means you missed your quota no matter how you sugarcoat it no that's not being too harsh imagine if you had to use the same adjectives for your doctor or maybe a pilot would you be okay with a good enough from them i'm guessing not you can be happy being mediocre or be unhappy in the pursuit of excellence sometimes good enough is simply not good enough hello and welcome to bus talk a podcast about your work life balance or the lack thereof where we do simple talk in the world of complex commentary the life around work and sundry it's for those who need support in strife stuck in the traffic of work life hoping to find a method to the madness joy in sadness clarity in confusion and sanity in this commotion welcome to bus talk we often hear the word scrappy in especially in the startup economy in the startup vocabulary you hear the word be scrappy and get on with it simply put what it means is don't wait for perfection to happen get on with life with whatever that you have in hand already it's a great thought right it echoes the sentiment that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step so that step might not be the perfect step but at least it is a step so you begin something and go on to perfect it over a period of time in fact a lot of the product startups operate on the terminology called minimum viable product which means this is just good enough for you to get started now it's important to realize that what is good enough for a startup environment may may not be good or applicable to you or your business sometimes these phrases become catch phrases and you know almost like catch fire and everyone seems to be talking about it and living and breathing about it until they realize that in a business you need to have excellence just being scrappy alone does not help imagine if you're starting a food chain and saying well we'll be scrappy at it and then perfect it over a period of time <laughs> do you think your customers are going to like that guessing not so use the word scrappiness with a little bit of caution and common sense because the sheer definition of scrappiness could also mean lack of quality lack of quality could mean lack of attention to detail which essentially could mean you're not paying that much of attention to the business and that could mean because maybe you don't know about it so these are the realities and if used in the right sense in the right place at the right time it fits well however let that not be an excuse for scrappy work you know what i'm saying scrappiness how oh, i did a scrappy work cannot be an excuse for crappy work for lack of a better expression there but I guess you get the drift here. What I'm trying to say is keep raising the bar even if it is the minimum viable product got to keep raising the bar. Now, let's understand how can we get a move on without waiting for being becoming perfect yet not compromising on the basics of quality check 
or whatever that we do, build a product, extend a service, any of such business activities that we do, how do you ensure that there is a minimum viable quality, MVQ, MVQ, right? Minimum viable quality. How do you ensure that the work that you deliver meets these standards? And after that, it perhaps falls short of excellence. So if I were to put it in numerics, if 10 on 10 is the best version of the product, service, software, application, whatever, you deliver an 8 on 10, then it can still be called as crappy, but good enough to move on. But to deliver something like a 4 on 10 as against an 8 on 10, that is not scrappy. That is crappy work. So you cannot release a crappy product service in the market. So it's important that you make this distinction about any facet of your work. A lot of people fall back on the excuse of the lack of time. Is that people have low attention spans, they are looking at instant gratification, they want quick results. I cannot sit back and research an R&D and then wait for all the stars to align before I land in the market. Now, the trouble is, within that space, can you still not raise the bar? What are the five things that you need to do, given the constraints of time, that you can raise the bar of excellence? and deliver an 8 on 10 product instead of a 4 on 10 product. Many are of the opinion that quality is expensive, hence do away with it. The question to think about it is, would you rather buy something one time, albeit at a higher price, than buying at a low cost but multiple times? You buy one LED bulb, for example, which might cost you 500 rupees. Vis-a-vis -vis buying a poor quality bulb, filament bulb, which you might have to buy 10 times. Would, would it make sense or do you think that's just the same? I'd imagine that you should buy a good quality product once. It, it does not prove to be expensive because it helps you save money. Think of laptops. You buy a good high quality laptop. You know, the average in India is around 40, 45,000 rupees. Now, suddenly you buy a 70,000 rupee laptop of a higher configuration. Chances are that it will last beyond the three to four year lifetime that a typical 40,000 rupee laptop would have. And that's where you start to save money. And so people often forget that investing in quality is actually a money-saving activity, not just an expensive activity. It's how you look at it. Now, yes, one can argue that well, I don't have that kind of money and so on and so forth, and that's fair. If you don't have the money, then don't spend it. In fact, on a completely side note, right, people use credit cards to buy stuff that they cannot afford, whereas the fundamental financial discipline being that if you can't afford it, don't buy it, right? So keep that argument aside. Quality will be expensive initially, but when you talk about a total cost of ownership over a period of time, you will eventually land up saving a lot of money. So the questions to ask, how do I ensure that quality is not compromised and I don't end up doing crappy work in the name of being scrappy? So number one, do not lower your own standards. Maintain the highest possible standards that you can deliver. 
for that product. Give an example. In the typical business reviews that we would have, they would give us a standard template, a white template with a red borderline or whatever, and this is the standard. I'd always want to try and present the template in a different way to make it more succinct. The real estate of the slide is very expensive, so use every inch available was my thought process. Use graphics, use images instead of random text. But a lot of people kept on following just the template and I, I don't blame them. There's nothing wrong with that. But somewhere internally, you've got to keep pushing the quality bar, your maturity bar, your evolution bar that you have learned, evolved, understood, matured than same time last year. Have you done something differently this year? And yes, sometimes it might turn out to be silly, possible. Sometimes it's, it could be even wrong. But you are in pursuit of excellence. You're trying to do something better. Always set high standards for yourself, even if it is not a popular opinion. It's the first thing. Number two, quality is not a project. It's a way of life. You muster up all the courage and try something for one instance and then forget about it later on. That is randomness. That is not quality. That is being finicky, undecisive, unsure. It is in fact counterintuitive, if you ask me. If you want to have a high standard of excellence, then quality is something which is supposed to be a way of life. Right from the time you swipe your badge to get into the office till the time you exit the office and it does not end just at work. The standard of excellence has to continue even outside work at your residence at in your social interactions, in your gathering and everywhere. That is when it becomes a way of life, how you have set yourself as an example for others to follow. Bear in mind, since the majority around you are mediocre, they will often ridicule you that, look, this person is trying to show off or something or he's or she is just not like us. In fact, there have been many instances where I've been commented upon my presentation saying, can you dumb it down a little bit? This is too hi-fi for us. And, and I was like, how can someone's intelligence be a drawback? Someone's intelligence is supposed to be the strength of a team. Why would you want to dumb it down? So I never got the answer to that question, but I've been asked that multiple times. So I wouldn't fear that. Somewhere you should have that kind of backbone to back your work. Now, clearly, there are some people who do stupid things and Maintaining stupidity is not certainly a standard of excellence. And these are very relative terms. And I'm just playing the devil's advocate here because someone's intelligence is someone else's stupidity, right? People don't understand. And unfortunately, if you're surrounded by stupid people, they would think that your intelligent work is stupid. Now, it's very difficult to prove whether the stuff that you do is extremely intelligent or not. But to keep things simple, how are you going to maintain quality? The point that I'd like to think about is, how am I different from my nearest competitor? Am I doing the same thing? Or am I delivering something which this person has missed out? Or is mistaking and I'm trying to better it? Number two, if my differentiator trying to be different for the heck of it, or is this something very genuine? There is no space for fake improvement, fake quality in life in general, right? If you try to eke out 
a differentiating angle if you try to eke out a niche area which actually in reality does not warrant an existence or does not need it it will eventually close down it will eventually shut shop because market corrections happen and people realize well you didn't need this extra innovation at all and that's why you see so many tech companies shut down so many of their launches think of google the amount of applications they've shut down over a period of time because it was not viable anymore it didn't make sense anymore it didn't hold that necessary edge for it to sustain over a period of time so a very critical component of being different or having a differentiator is that it should warrant a legitimate space on itself and that's the tough part right if you don't find a legitimate space for differentiation for innovation then don't do it right why get into a make believe differentiator which will get caught out at the get go people will pick it up right out of the gate that no this what's the point in doing all this now there have been lots of instances where what didn't make sense at the time went on to make sense later on so you have to be very cautious and careful about such introductions if there is a vision that you have which you see that might come to fruition in say a year's time or two years time and it's perhaps not making business sense for your team at this point in time it does not mean you need to abandon the idea it just means that you have to repackage it as a future commitment as a future prospect and still keep at it sometimes resilience makes people believe and see through your eyes what you see as an opportunity so to get to that legitimate state where you take on the world who does not believe it or does not see it the way you do do ample research ample time invested before you make that big tall claim that look i'm trying to make this differentiator because it has legs to run for the next 5 years and here is my background homework research data analysis what have you to testify to suggest that this holds true and finally number 3 quality also follows the bell curve as much as you like it when you hit the peak of quality poor quality steps in as the next step so if your peak of quality is day 0 then day 1 becomes the day when you lose efficiency you drop in quality and so therefore the goal is to remain on day 0 at all times the day, the goal is to be on the peak of your performance peak of your output at all times and the effort cannot be on a crisis management perspective what i mean to say there is that once you get to day 1 and you realize that you've dropped off a notch in your quality standards and you do crisis management to get back to a day 0 that is serious heavy lifting and consumes a lot of bandwidth goal therefore is to figure out before you get to day 0 your peak quality moment to anticipate that well this is the peak output and here on it will go down so what are the two factors that can that will that could impact this decline can those be addressed in advance and if you keep on addressing that in advance chances are you can extend your day 0 for a longer period of time the fear factor with day 1 is that once you allow to the quality levels and standards to drop the very next day you will be faced by day 
which means the quality will further drop from day one. And that's where the decline of the bell curve is almost certain to suck you in. And therefore, there is no crisis management in quality. There is always preemptive management. You always think in advance that what is the trajectory? Can we, idealistically speaking, have a straight upwards curve and how long can you make it happen you could put an end timeline to it it's like season one season two for lack of a better analogy there but yeah season one you will go from point a to point b from say level 10 to level 50 and that is the peak of your quality and you want to park it there and before you go into season two where you pick it up from level 50 to level 100 you preemptively assess analyze the three or four things that you need to do to ensure that there is no hiccup and there is no early curve downwards before it reaches the level 100 from 50. Maintaining qualities is a preemptive task and cannot and should not be a post-facto activity is the third point. And so friends, in summary, I'd like to say good enough is a very dangerous position to be in where you become comfortable and don't push yourself and you start to think that well this is it is what it is and you it's like comfort food and you think you don't need to eat healthy and then when suddenly the parameters go awry you realize that you should have eaten healthy all along and even though it might have been difficult you still needed to do it so don't get into a situation where you're doing crisis management in life on quality, on standards. Always push for excellence, even if it means that you put in the extra R or that extra dollar if need be to ensure that the standards of excellence are maintained at all times. Well, that's all I had time for this session, friends. Hope to see you in the next episode of Bus Talk and I'm trying to plan something on around HR folks and I'll invite a special guest to discuss on HR topics and how the market landscape has changed for hiring, training, recruiting, onboarding and so on and so forth. So that background work is on. But till that episode, I hope you enjoyed listening to the content I presented on quality in this episode. Do share it with people who identify, resonate with similar content. You know, that's the goal. The goal is not to have 10,000 people. I mean, if if it happens, it happens, right? But if there are, I'm, I'd be happy even if there are 100 listeners who really identify with that content and hope it makes a difference to their lives in some small limited capacity that would make me happy so try and share it with at least five or six people on your network urge them to come and listen to any of the social media platforms that this is available on on anchor on spotify on apple Podcasts, on google Podcasts, and everywhere you know just just search for bus talk you can also reach me on my Twitter handle Yanban or Facebook it's G-Y-A-N-B-A-N and send me a quote, comment, suggestion, doubt or whatever and then try and include them in the next episode. Alternatively, if you are really the keen ones, you can also leave me a voice message on the link on podpage.com slash talk. That's a centralized directory where all the episodes are available. That's podpage.com forward slash talk B-A-S-T-L-K. So till we meet next time next week, stay well, stay safe and get your A-game to work. 
This is your host AB and you are listening to Bus Talk.